Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. All right. Quickly, let me just run through the scriptures that I want to run through. So, um, Romans 10, verse 17. In the NIV, please, yeah? NIV stands for New International Version, just in case you don't know Anna. I'm joking, just go for it. Consequently, faith comes from hearing the message, and the message is heard through the word about Christ. But I ask, did they not hear? Of course they did. Let's stop there. So, again, I'll, I'll read from verse 16. It says, but not all the Israelites accepted the good news. For Isaiah says, Lord, who has believed our message? The, the, the ability we have, yeah, it's in the message, not in our behavior. If we are able to carry out something, yeah, it's going to be in the power of the message, the faith that is produced by hearing the message. So I wanted to start off um, quite promptly with this because when PT now says that he hears or he heard Monday morning, you know, that's one of my biggest words, meaning that of yesterday is one of the biggest things I noted down. He said Monday morning, he was awoken up saying that I want you to give more. Straight away, that's my instruction. Because I understand that. I, let's think like this, actually. In fact, let me say it like this so that you can understand why I would take that as a personal instruction. What what example can I use this morning? Um, imagine, I would use speaking, but I won't use speaking. I'll use something very dramatic. Imagine knowing that you have to go to um, Chicago. You know Chicago's like murder city, murder central, right? You know you have to go to Chicago. Let's say because of the, I don't even know why I'm coming with such a dramatic <laughs> a dramatic example this morning but imagine you have to go to Chicago you already know the tendencies or you know that the likelihood of you coming across some form of crime is quite high yeah and you know that what you have to do maybe um, let's just say circumstance has that you have to be out in the night in some of the most dangerous streets right in the back of your mind, you're going to know that, or you're probably going to, if you're a sensible person, you're probably going to say to yourself that you need to, um, let's say for example, again, I know this is a very unrealistic, but there's something I'm trying to say through this. Um, yeah, so you're in the streets of Chicago, you're there knowing that the likelihood of you becoming a victim of crime is now much higher than where you've previously been. But circumstance has it that you have to be out on the streets at night, let's say because you need to feed your family, or let's say because of the nature of your business or trade, you have to be out. So uh, of course that's unfavorable circumstances, but let's say that's the truth that you have to walk in. And you say for yourself, okay, let me go and watch a video or read books about self-defense. Because you know that you're going to be 
possibly attacked or a victim, yeah, keep the comments for me, yeah. Um, you, you know that you're going to be attacked or a victim, yeah. You you say that you're going to study either through reading of books, through conversations with people who know their things, or maybe through the watching of videos. You say that you're going to um, learn more about self-defense. Now you've let's say you've watched the video just before going out, yeah, or you've gone to the library and you've taken up a book on self-defense, detailed book. It tells you how to defend yourself if approached by an assailant with a knife, right? Just let me know that you're on with me. You could tell us, um, it's a bit relaxed, but there's still something I need to share with you. Um, you know that it teaches you or it tells you how to respond in the condition or in the circumstance that an assailant has a knife. You also have a chapter that tells you how to react if the assailant has a gun. There's another chapter, let's say, that says if you can see them coming or if they're approaching you from behind. All these different scenarios played or presented to you, making you know how to deal or how to respond if found in such situation. Now, guess what? Imagine leaving the library, taking the book that's got you, that's told you every single thing that you must do to protect yourself. And as you approach your car, someone just comes behind you with a gun. Stupid scenario, right? Silly, very unrealistic, Nollywood kind of style, um, kind of scenario. But what happens if, after getting the book, as you approach your car, someone puts a, a gun at your back and says, your life or your money. Now, you see as stupid as that analogy is, yeah? I wanna show you something with that. Please tell me what your response will be at that point. Guess what? Do you have the resources? Do you have the resources to know how you should respond to that? Yes. Maybe before leaving, you've just watched a video. Maybe you've had conversations with certain people. Let's say you've spoken to someone, you just happen to know someone that knows martial arts and you've had conversations with them. Maybe you've gone, maybe let's say as you're walking to the cars because you're just coming from the library where you've just purchased the book that told you how to respond in such, circum in such circumstances. Guess what? Even with all the resources, yeah, you're still in danger. Do you know why? You'll be thinking why I went into the scripture. Please hear me. Do you know why you will still be in danger? Because the resources are not good for you if they're not internalized yet. If it hasn't become instinctive. Meaning that, you know, I realized the difference between a very good footballer and an average to a crap footballer is that there are things that they are able to do based on instinct. And guess why they're able to move instinctively? Guess why? Because of the duty and the practice of repetition. I use that scenario to submit to you the thoughts or the need for you to meditate, observe over the words you hear. Because the time that you will need it you cannot even give room for thought of it. It must be instinctive to your body. 
there must be the unity of your soul and your body. Meaning that, you see, by the time you're still trying to, with resources outside of you, you've heard the message of love, for example. And if you have not given sufficient time or you have not created an allowance for an open heart, you have not given sufficient time or created an allowance for an open heart, guess what? When tried in the area of love, if it has not become instinctive by reason of repetition, by reason of practice, by reason of allowance of time to internalize what you are hearing, guess what? When tried, you will fail. Because love is not something at the time of when you're tried, you're going to think, okay, what the Genesis chapter 1 verse whatever says. No, by that time, you must have, um, you must have imbibed. You must have completely swallowed and consumed the word that you have heard in order to rightly manifest or actualize it. Do you understand what I've just said to you? So the reason why I'm saying this to you is because this is how the people of old, this is how the men and the women of faith we see in scripture, this is how they were able to take grounds. Again, read that scripture for me because the Bible says, read from verse 16. Yeah, Romans 10 verse 16. Go on. But not all the Israelites accepted the good news. Yeah. For Isaiah says, Lord who, Lord, who has believed our message? Yeah. Consequently, faith comes from hearing the message and the message is heard through the word about Christ. So there's the word you hear. Every covenant night, Thursday night, when PT is speaking, you are hearing a word. Remember that PT, and I wrote this down saying that I will repeat this to you, that the word of your elevation comes before your elevation. Guess what? The word of your elevation programs you for your elevation. It's not that there's just this random day that you'll be elevated. There are certain words that by, by the reason or factor of allowing sufficient time, by the constant meditation and pondering on what you have heard, you are then shaped according to what you have heard. And that brings about the manifestation of what we call our faith. So the reason why I'm saying this to you is when PT says that he was woken up in the morning and he heard clearly, I want you to give more. PT then going on from there and saying, there is nothing that I have not given. I don't give 50%. God forbid, I'm just quoting what he said. God forbid I give 10%. He gives the giving of all. And what we see in front of us is the manifestation of someone who has chosen or who by reason of repetition, observance and pondering constantly, meditation of what he has been hearing has now instinctively began to actualize what he hears. Now we see the results. The Bible says that you should consider the outcome. I loved how Paul said it. He says that you should consider the outcome of the leaders you have, the faith they have. You should see the outcome. What has, you know, the constant, the reason why I will speak the word constantly is because I can consider the outcome 
of who I've seen do that, Pastor Toby. So what am I trying to say to you with this simply? God is speaking to you. And he actually wants that word to not be material that is still something that you can offload yourself with. Because if it's a book, you can lose it. If it's still the Bible, meaning it's something you're holding, you can lose it. Remember that what God intended was that the words that he's speaking to you, it will eventually be inscribed upon your heart and mind. So no one else will need to teach you. You will not need the book to teach you. You will not need a video to teach you. You have you have um, been, in other words, indoctrinated. You have allowed the time for the word to work in you so that you can manifest it naturally. What is inscribed on your heart and mind is what your body will carry out naturally. So why I'm saying this to you is when PT says that he has heard the instruction that he has to give more and then he helps us by saying that he knows by pattern that that means that God has prepared much more ahead. So this is the action that leads us to it. Remember, I've said to you before that you can determine your future by what you do today. I know I will have more by the way I give today. So what am I trying to say to you again? And why am I repeating this? Is because there are certain words. When PT says, I want you to give more. For me, what does that mean? Or what would I now, as a leader, be... Um, what would I find that I must do? What do I think is necessary that I do? What do I think is necessary for me to say to the leaders, to the house leaders and the lieutenants? Keep speaking the word. Speak the word until you see the word manifest through the people you're speaking to. Meaning that our houses more so must become more and more faith houses there cannot be room for doubt because we know that one of the most powerful organs in the whole body that allows there to be any form of activity is the mouth. What you speak, the, the tool of communication must not be a tool used to discourage but rather inspire. There must be faith. There must be the constant word that irrespective of how I think at Anna is responding today, I must trust the power of words. This word of faith, which is near thee, I must trust this word more than ever, more than the behavioral patterns of an Anna. I must know that I am able to prevail because the Bible says that the word so mightily grew in Ephesus. They already had a tradition. They already had a practice, a religion. And one of the one of the most difficult things to pull someone out of is a religion, culture, or tradition. Because it's become so much of them. But Paul shows us that the power of the word is able to pierce through, is able to, is a double-edged sword, is able to find its way between bone and marrow. It's able to get into the soul, the deepest place of a man. So in a low house, what kind of words do I need to be speaking? The words of faith. The words that inspires. The word that is in agreement with God's word. Do you know why? Because it will take faith for Abraham to be accredited with righteousness. For God to accept him for what God wants to give him. It's going to take the administration, the administration of faith. I'm going to show you a scripture in a moment. 
So again, what must we allow? As our leaders come to us, speaking to us, you know, if a pastor in the D, for example, comes to a helper's house and says, of this target, this is our target. This is what we want to raise in the house. What the people there should do, the reason why we pray now, the reason why we go into the word is that we should now believe and keep hearing it until we know that what she is saying is no longer an impossibility. Because we know by reason of the word that the worlds were created by faith. By the word of God, we know by faith that the worlds were framed by the word. What I'm trying to say to you this morning is for you to understand the power of the word. And this, the reason why I thought that this is what I will come and say to you this morning is because when you look at Pastor Toby, I think I said it the other day, there are songs he sings and it's not like he has memorized the words. But he will still cherish and prefer that over words or, or over songs that has very few words, but it's easier to remember. Why? Because he understands that the administration of power is by the word. It's not by excitement. It's not by even charisma. It is by the administration of the word. Occultic people take up this practice of the repetition of words. That's why you hear of things like enchantments. They are enchanting things. The repetition of a word or of words or sentences is what brings about the power of what you are saying. So in the fortress, what I will be doing, what Pastor Elohim will be doing is speaking the words of faith. This is our target. I read to you in the word charge yesterday, a prayer or something that Paul said to, um, in Philemon. We won't go there, but he says that I pray that the partnership with us in faith will deepen and broaden your understanding of what we are to share. So I understand, what am I saying with all of this? What I understand is that I need the word more than ever. I can, and needing the word is not just the acquisition of it where it can still be disposed. It's if I've taken it, I must give myself the, the, the sufficient time. I must allow sufficient time in. I must practice it. Practice it. I must um, um, meditate. I must internalize it. So that even if the book is removed from me, I already know that it's rightly installed in me. Now, at the point when it's needed, I will not think it through. It must be internalized so much so, so that there's no room for even conscious thought. Guess why? Because you see, when you consciously think, it slows you down. And at the arena of decisions, that can be a second too late. It might be a second too late. Again, what I'm saying is in the areas of love, I want it to be so internalized. I want to have swallowed it so much that I don't need to think it through. I just naturally act it. So what we want to do by faith is over time limit or reduce the time of reaction, the time of response, my response time. You know, I was thinking this morning about an athlete. Every athlete that, that partakes or participates in a race, guess what? Before that race, if they're even going to qualify for a spot in that race, they would have had to put their body through some extreme training. They would have had to condition their body. So the person or the people involved in that race, they would have had to 
given so much time, effort, training, that the people actually standing there to race are already people who have qualified amongst many. Then in that race, the person that will take the first position, the second position, the third position, having received the gold, silver, or bronze medal, or whatever the means of um, reward is, guess what? It's going to take also the ability to really master by training that little response time. Because you see, that little millisecond or second is enough to define who will be the winner is enough to separate the first from the second. Are you hearing me this morning? So what am I saying to you again? That what all houses has to do, because what you must not be is like what I was saying to you on Tuesday. You must not be like Eliezer, the man who could not see beyond the readily evident here and now. Or they, they can only see the reality of here and now. If a house leader says to you, if a law house says, okay, our target this month is 7K, for example. Guess what? You're going to need people. And the reason why I keep saying this is because I understand how busy the world is and what the, the busyness of the world is to give you no time in internalizing this. By the time, even as I'm speaking right now, Honestly, there's some people that are still working on certain things, but the word is what framed the world. If a pastor Basola comes to a law house and say, okay, our target is 7K or 10K or whatever they say that the target is, what they need, what she needs is, one, she must be someone of faith because the readily reality may seem it like they don't have that available. But faith produces. Sometimes why we are given targets beyond our means is to activate the power of faith. Because if it's still calculations, it cannot be done. So the example I've given you this, this morning in regards to someone who knows that they have to have self-defense, it's not enough to just go and buy it. You really need to meditate on it. You really need to ponder on it. And of course, you also need to allow every opportunity. If God knows that your heart is willing, he will give you the opportunity. Guess what also? If you are an individual that wants to love more, God will give you opportunity to show love by offense. So opportunities will come for you to train yourself in the things that you're trying to get better in. Do not allow fear. I was going to speak on this, but just so I don't speak on too many things, I'll speak on it another time or I'll speak it to the house. Do not allow fear to cripple you because fear can never be removed. Do not allow yourself to be deceived. Fear is not something that you can remove from your life. If you have seen men with courage, if you consider a firefighter, I don't think he takes, he's thrilled in entering a burning building. No, courage is the ability to face your fear, even in the presence of it. So fear is not, someone asked me the other day, how do I remove fear? You can't remove fear. It's you understanding that all that fear is, is a crippling force for a nation taker. 
It wants to cripple you. It wants to hold you bound. So you have to look at yourself and realize, like PT said to us yesterday, that the only person that can really destroy you is you. Every time you are called to do something, you know, someone's been messaging me and I've been ignoring her. I want to get out of doing hosting on a certain day. And I've ignored it. Do you know why? Because if I hold her back, she will only find herself being invited for that role again. And the only way for her to get through it is to get through it, not avoid it. So I'm sorry, this is my answer to you, Basola. <laughs> ah, I love preaching. It's, so, it's free to just share what you have to share in it. Romans 4.20, I want you to read it in the J.B. Phillips. So you have to look for the J.B. Phillips probably online or on the Bible Gateway. I'll give you time for that. So what is God looking for from us? Houses where there are leaders, lieutenants, soldiers who speak the word of faith. I've taught you this before. You're not asking, you're not asking the question, who will go to the heavens and bring Christ down? Or who will go to the depths of the earth and bring Christ, and bring Christ up? No, the word is near thee. It's in your heart and in your mouth. Speak the word of faith. Every month when we're set with a target, we just need leaders who speak the word of faith and who will keep speaking it until they see the change. We're not going to be moved or we're not going to be discouraged by we're speaking it and straight after speaking it, we see someone not acting the way or according to what we're speaking. By faith, I will keep speaking this word. It's by faith that I know that the COD family are meant to be the biggest givers or supporters of PT. It's by faith. It's by faith I know that COD will be the new generation church. It's by faith that I know that you listening to me are going to be the leaders of nations. It's by faith. And what would we do as we keep speaking it? God will keep giving us the supply of word of faith to speak it. Have you found it for me? Romans chapter 4 verse 20. So we saw that consequently faith comes by hearing and by hearing the word of God. Maybe I actually moved from there too quickly. There was something I wanted us to see in that scripture. Um, read, sorry, I'll read Romans. Look at Romans. It says, verse 14, Romans um, 10, verse, 7, verse 14. You stay at Romans 4. It says, verse 14, Romans 10, verse 14. It says, how then can they call on the one they have not believed in? And how can they believe in the one of whom they have not heard? And how can they hear without someone preaching to them? And how can anyone preach unless they are sent? As it is written, how beautiful are the feet of those who bring good news. So this is why we preach the word of God. Because we know that we have to hear it. We have to hear, like P.T. said, coming into a poverty-stricken background or a people or an area, what would change a person coming from their mother's sofa and make them a leader, having access to whatever, whatever you want to say is, is credible or is, is great, it's going to be the preaching of the word. Now look at Romans 4 verse 20 and then I'll give certain instructions and we can move. Go on. It starts at 19. Read from 19. J.B. Phillips, right? Yeah. Okay, go on. With undaunted faith, he looked at the facts, his own impotence. He was practically 100 years old at the time, and his wife Sarah's 
apparent barrenness. There was all impossibilities in his reality. The only thing he could see in his reality are situations telling him why what he's expecting cannot come. Abraham was a hundred years of age. His wife had gone past the age where she can give birth. So what I'm trying to show you in this scripture was that God was saying that there's still life after death, meaning your situation can look down and out. You can be someone who thinks all this while, all I can give is X amount. No, even when situations, even when your reality, you may look, some of you may almost have the fear of counting numbers you know this is the reason why god didn't want david counting numbers in israel you may count numbers and think the numbers i have may not equate to bring in um a hundred thousand a month for example but god shows us through this scripture that even when your ready reality looks down and out even when your situation looks like there's only impossibilities God says that there's still something more that you can bank on. And should you find that place to bank on, should you find what God needs in everyone, installed in everyone, which is our faith, if we can find that place and access, listen to me, what I'm saying to you again, you may have been someone stuck at the level of giving of 100 pounds, I don't know what it could be, and you feel that your situations does not give you the room to give what you know your heart is telling you to give. Do you remember the prayer that um, last week when I led you in the prayer that you should give according to what your heart tells you to give? But you see that your body may not be able to actualize or bring into manifestation that which your heart is telling you to give. The Bible says to us that even when everything says and screams at you impossibilities, every, even when everything around you speaks limitations, there is faith that, has sh that should have been imputed in you. There should have been faith installed in you. Access that power of faith. Read it from sixteen once, oh, from 19 once again for me. With undaunted faith, he looked at the facts. His own impotence, he was practically 100 years old at the time. Yeah. And his wife Sarah's apparent barrenness. So, so in fact, do not not look at your reality. The Bible says with undaunted faith, he faced the facts. That's his fear. The facts around him is what produces the fear. It is a fact that I should not be able to do what I'm trying to do. That's a fact. I face it, but I face it and then access the faith of the word I've received. So I've looked at certain things in my life and the fact was I grew up like this. I did not have the opportunity to do this. In some cases, I had to say to myself, I also wasted this. Those were the facts I had to face. But then the reason why you hear the word is to give you life after those dead situations. It's to give you life. It's to give you hope. It's to give you faith. And look at what the Bible goes on to say. Go on. Yet he refused to allow any distrust of a definite pronouncement of God to make him waver. He, he refused it. He saw his situation. He saw his reality and he just refused it as his life. He refused it as his end. The people that become successful in this life, I was saying the other day that I, I really do want to know God's mind for who he considers saints. 
Because when you look at the world, sometimes the world understands the principles of God better than the believers. Better than those who are in church. The skill or the art of perseverance, even when it looks like every hope is lost. The Bible says here that he refused it. There, you know what I'm saying to all the houses? That there are certain facts that you are surrounded with that is trying to produce fear. You must refuse it. You must refuse it. You must refuse anything that is not God's word. Read verse 20 again and let me wrap up with this. Go on. Yet he refused to allow any distrust of a definite pronouncement of God to make him waver. Yeah. He drew strength from his faith. Where did he draw strength from? His faith. So when everything, because every situation that is trying to deny you, that's trying to tell you that it's impossible for you, Sharon, to be one of the greatest stakeholders in this nation family work, when facts are trying to surround yourself, you refuse it. But where are you meant to draw your strength from? Your faith. Meaning the words that you have been hearing, the words that you've been hearing on a Tuesday night, on a Thursday night, in your houses, these are the words that God gave to you so that you may have strength in your weakness. That you may find and know the power of God even when situations look down and out. Do you understand what I'm saying to you, MCOD? It gets to a place that, yes, I see the truth of my situation, but then it's at that moment that I really know the power of his word and I draw faith i draw strength sorry from my faith he says that he drew strength from his faith yeah and while giving the glory to god remained absolutely convinced that god was able to implement his own promise he just was going to look you see the reason why the word is powerful is because at that moment everything about you begins to call on the power of god at that moment you just remain convinced and how do you keep this faith? Don't forget, consequently, faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. So there's a word I hear. And when I feel weak, I keep reminding myself of that word. I write, I write words in my notes because I understand me. For Pastor Obi, I know I can forget things. So I write things that can now not be forgotten. And I meditate on it. I meditate on it. I think on it until the realization of that word begins to shape me. It begins to cause the unity of my body and soul. So when I'm needed to respond, I'm not creating or I'm not bringing the allowance of delay, which is from conscious thoughts. It's now become a part of me. Instinctively, I respond. I respond on instinct because it's now a part of me. Do you understand all that I'm saying to you this morning? So PT says we need to give more. I understand that's an instruction for the COD family. We need to give more. And given more, I say this to you, not because of what I, 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 I acknowledge the truth around us. I acknowledge that we may not have this or that, or we may not be as experienced in this or that. But what I do know we have is the word of faith. And God says to us this morning, now draw your strength from that faith. Meaning that you may see your weaknesses, you may see your flaws, but you must face that almost as a fact, a truth. But access the word of faith that's been installed in you. So there was a word spoken to you at a time. 
and you know that's you. And it's from that that you draw strength to stand up again and fight. This is what God says to us, to the COD family, as we keep pushing, fighting through to achieve and fulfill all that we have been tasked to do. That it may be written and said of us that in our generation we served God. Do you hear me? 